Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Thankful for that message this morning. Thankful for thankful for the Lord here this morning. Thankful for the opportunity to be here. Uh, like all these other men that have stood, this ain't no surprise to me that I'm here this morning. I've shared with some of them. Probably it's probably been about two months, I guess it's been or longer. The Lord's laid something on my heart, and kind of like Brother Jeff last night, I ain't been able to dive into it. He hadn't let me give me the liberty to get there, but yesterday He opened it up to me, and I appreciate that. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> so you be much in prayer for us this morning. And again, I want to share this with you. The enemy oftentimes fights that with me, anyways. Oftentimes, if He shows me something that I've got to preach, He'll do everything in His power to fight me on it, and I say, God. I make sure that it ain't of me, God. I don't want to do this in myself. And I asked the Lord this morning, laying in bed before I got up, I said, God, you know what you've given me. You know what's on my heart. I said, Lord, if that's not right, you show me and you tell me and you help me. Then I opened my phone this morning and opened up my Bible app and I flipped over to my devotional and my devotional was the exact scripture that the Lord gave me to preach. So you be much in prayer for us this morning. Again, I don't know how we're going to go, but you be much in prayer for us. I began thinking... Uh, this 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 yesterday was sitting here and uh, was going through the the business part of the meeting and we started reading off the roll. We started reading off how many people were on the roll and if you and I, if I, my math is right, one thousand and seventeen people between the eight churches that should be here this morning, that should be gathered together this morning, and we barely have 200 probably in the house. We may have 250 by the time you figure everybody in. Hey, tell me what is wrong there. Tell me that something's not wrong. Tell me that there's not a problem there because according to our... And I know that there may be some unaccounted for. There may be some passed away. Some that we've not got off the rolls yet. But 1,017 people ought to be sitting in this congregation this morning. They ought to be doing everything that they can do to get here to worship God. Brother Bruce mentioned it back in those times. Hey, I didn't get to witness all those things, but back in those times, those people would have been here. They'd have been trying to do everything that they could do to get in God's house to make sure that they were praying for their loss, that they were praying for their backslid, that they were doing everything that they could do. And now we ain't even got a quarter of people here. And again, you'd be much in prayer for us this morning. We'll be in chapter 1 of the book of Psalms this morning. Blessing. And we'll start reading, and, well, we're just going to read the whole chapter. It ain't but six verses. Blessing, Lord. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. And his leaf shall also not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to stand in your house this morning, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, or just for the unction, Lord, that you give us this, this, this 
this day, dear Lord. Lord, I pray that you go before us. Help us, Lord. Lead us, guide us, direct us, Lord. Hide us behind the cross, Lord. Lord, help us not to preach anymore or any less, Lord. Lord, in what you give us, Lord, get us out of the way, Lord. Lord, help us, Lord, in the power and the demonstration of your spirit here this morning, dear Lord. Lord, that's what we want to see happen, Lord. We want to see a mighty move take place, dear Lord. We want to see your church get right, dear Lord. Lord, we want to see us get right, dear Lord. Just help us, Lord, in all those things, Lord. Lord, we love you and we praise your holy name. Amen. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Hey, what are we doing as a church today? Are we not doing all of those things? Are we not standing in the way of the sinners? Are we not in the seat of the scornful? Are we not doing everything that we can possibly do to keep them out of God's house? And you say, preacher, you can't say stuff like that. You can't get up there and preach about those things. Hey, I'm telling you by the word of God, hey, we ain't doing what he's called us to do. We ain't doing what he's telling us to do. We're doing everything we can do to let the world enter into this church and we are and the enemy is succeeding and is taking people left and right and dropping them off into hell. And you know what? We ain't the least bit concerned because we sit here Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, and we do absolutely nothing about it. We stay in case we don't leave. We can care less that people die and going to hell every single day. You say, that's harsh, preacher. You can't see that. Your actions speak louder than your words. My actions speak louder than my words. I ain't out there patrolling the streets. I ain't out there witnessing to everybody that I can. I am doing the, the bare minimum that I have to do to get by. So that tells me that I am setting in the way of the sinner. <coughs> hey, I don't desire to do those things. And I don't believe that you desire to do those things. You think... Hey, you said, hey, we're in the 250 that are here this morning. Hey, we're not the thousand that's sitting out. So, hey, and I understand that. I don't, don't misunderstand me this morning. Yeah. I know that you're here, and I appreciate that you're yeah. being yeah. here. But I'm talking about, hey, us as a body of believers, we have to come together. Yeah. And it's time to stop playing games. It's time to stop letting the world in our church. It's time for us to, yeah. hey, stop running to everything else when we get a chance. Like Brother Bruce has already said, yeah. Yeah. hey, we ought to plan our day, our vacations, our life around yeah. the house of God around things that God would have us to do. Hey, and we don't help us. And you can look around you and you can see that, hey, there's people got better things to do this morning. Hey, there's people got more more important things that they'd rather do than come to God's house this morning. Hey, what I found sometimes, and there's been times in my life, I ain't telling you that I'm always wanting to be here, that I always want to do exactly what, hey, but when I do... When God shows up, I get to hear a message. I get to hear, I get to see encouragement. I get to be challenged. I get to be told where I need to improve at. Hey, and I need to apply those things to my life. And I need to get right because hey, I've got lost in my family. Hey, I'd be, I'm able to say here, there's lost sitting in a congregation this morning that need to be saved. That, that I'm needing God to move in their life on their behalf and show them that they need a mighty Savior sitting in a congregation among us this morning. Hey, and we need to do everything that we can possibly do to get them there. We need to do everything that we can possibly do not to stand in somebody's way, not to hinder somebody, not to hinder somebody's walk, not to do it. Hey, and the Bible tells us that, hey, if it offends your brother for you to eat meat, don't eat it. He ain't telling you not to eat it. He says, don't eat it in front of them. You ain't got no business, and we're doing that day in and day out. Those things that offend our brother, that offend our sister, we don't care. It pleases the flesh, and we're going to do it. Yeah. We're standing in the way of the of the sinner coming to God. Right. 
Joshua 1.8 says, The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe and do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Hey, verse 2 right there says, But his delight, hey, this Christian, this is you. This should be your delight. This should be where you get your strength. This should be where you draw your power. This should be your daily walk. This should be what you do day in and day out as you delight yourself in the law of the Lord. And in his law doeth thy meditation. Take day and night. You think of the Lord. You pray of the Lord. You talk to Him day in and day out. And you meditate on the things that He's given us. You meditate on the Word of God day in and day out. And over in Psalms 119 and 33 it says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statuses, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me the understanding, and I shall keep the law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein I do delight. Incline my heart into testimonies and do not covetousness. Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity and quicken me in the way. Establish thy word unto the servant who is devoted to thy fear. Turn away my reproach which I fear for thy judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. Hey, that's what we ought to be praying. That's what I ought to be praying every day. I can't say nothing about you. That's what I ought to be praying every day. Lord, teach me the ways that I need to go. Lord, show me the things in my life that's hindering my walk with you. Lord, show me how I'm sitting in the way of the sinner. Lord, show me just exactly what I need to do better. Show me how I can be a better parent. Show me how I can be a better husband. Show me how I can be a better man of God. Show me those things, Lord. And you know what? When He shows me those things, i got to accept what He's showing me. i got to those things in my life. I can't just sit back and say, Lord, you showed me. But I'm going to keep doing it my way. Because our way ain't working. You can see our way. You look in the world and you can see how our way's going. You can see that the church age, hey, and I'd be honest, I'd be almost to say this evening or this morning, there's probably more churches more people around the world to go into church on Sundays than they ever have been before. There's probably more churches all around our country, probably more people claiming Christianity than they ever have. And that's good and well if they have it. But do they have it? Do they really have what they think they have? Hey, I'll be honest with you. There's times in my life where I have to question those things because, hey, I see the morals. I see the things that they're allowing in their house. I see the things that they're allowing in their church, that they're allowing their children to do, they're allowing their children to be part of, how they're letting their children dress, how they're letting them grow up and what they're choosing, what what sex they want to be. They're choosing those things, and we are allowing those things to move into our country. And before you know it, they're going to be trying to move in here. They already are moving into some of these big churches, moving into these places that claim that they're churches, that they claim that they're doing the right thing. Hey, those things are moving in and they are allowing those things. We have to be willing to stand when times get tough. We have to be willing to stand when everybody else is going to stand against us. When the world says there ain't no way you can stand up for that. There ain't no way that that's right. There ain't no way. Hey, you're too old-fashioned. You're too Bible-thumping. You don't, we don't believe that way anymore. You need to get back. To, you need to get with the times. You need to become new. Hey, the Bible tells me to seek you out the old past and walk therein. So that tells me that hey, all this new garbage that we got going on, all these things that we're allowing in, hey, I need to move that stuff for me and I need to get back to the old path. And I need to figure out how do I get there? How do I find it? And how do I walk therein? I meditate on it day and night. I read His Word. I pray to Him. And whatever He bids me to do, I need to be about His business. Verse 3 says, He shall be planted like a tree planted by the rivers of water 
bringing forth fruit in his season and leaves also shall not wither and whatso he doeth shall he prosper. Hey, I believe that's the problem with our Christianity today. We are not planning on anything. We're just fly by night. You can walk over and you can knock us over just as easy as that. And we walked out of the church house because we got mad at the Word of God. We got mad at those because we ain't planted in the Word of God. Hey, we need to get rooted. We need to get grounded. We need to get planted on those things. Hey, and I looked up all these things about trees yesterday and it says to be like a tree planted by the streams of water is one to be regularly supplied right. of Amen. nourishment. Right. Regularly supplied of, of, of nourishment and refreshment. Plants growing near water easily sustained can thrive. Hey church, if you'll plant yourself by the Word of God and you get rooted, you get grounded, you can thrive in this world. You will sustain your God will sustain you. He'll give you water in due time. He'll give you just exactly what you need. He will make sure that you're taken care of, but you got to Plant yourself and get rooted and get grounded first. Not like one of those little trees that's going to blow over as soon as the wind blows. Hey, you need to get somewhere and you need to get grounded. I was reading of a tree somewhere over in Africa. I think it's a fig tree. I think they said 24 foot. That thing was rooted down in the ground. 24 foot. It'd be hard and pressed for anything to knock that thing over. Yeah. Hey, that's the way that I need to be. That's the way that I need to be in my walk with Christ. I need to be rooted and grounded just as deep as He'll let me go. Hey, they said that most trees are two to six feet. Most trees are grounded two to six feet in the earth. Hey, and some of those trees, those are mighty trees. And that's six foot, so that's a pretty good way. It's going to take a pretty mighty storm to knock those things over. But I can't endure the storms if I'm not planted, if I'm not rooted, if I'm not grounded. And I'm afraid, church, that that's where we're at as a church today. Hey, we're fly by night. We're here when we want to be. We're here when it's convenient for us. Hey, and I'm not talking to new pro. I'm talking to the body of Christ. I'm talking to the churches. Hey, there's eight of us here. There's eight of us represented. And if eight of us would get on fire for God, hey, Brother Bruce mentioned that I have seen things happen in the past two years from some men meeting together and praying every Monday night. There has been things that have affected my life. There have been things that God has put in my way that God has helped me with and He has strengthened me with and He has encouraged me with and He has put me in different places and He has grew me and all those things I believe have come because they've been men coming together every Monday and praying. Now if we would come together as the body of Christ hey not just, there's probably what 10 or 15, 20 of us almost every Monday night. There's I don't know the exact number, there's probably close to 200 of you here this morning. Yeah. Think of what you could do. Amen. If we'd stop saying, oh, well, well, I'm New Providence, or I'm Shohawi, or I'm, I'm, I'm Pine Top, or I'm Lost Chapel, or, or if I stop separating myself and just realize that I am the body of Christ, and that when we see our brother hurt, when we see our brother struggle, when we see our churches in a battle, hey, lift them up. Pray for them, not talk about them. Go on to them, help them, and everything that we can do, do our best to help them, to sustain them, and give them that water when they need it. Because, yeah. hey, there's times where it gets tough. There's times where this, hey, and I'm finding that out here recently more than I ever have. There's times when it gets tough. There's times when it gets hard. And there's times where I can't find no rest and I can't find no peace. But if I plant myself there by that tree, if I'll find him and he'll get there and he'll supply me just what I need, he may not take the hurt, he may not take the battle, but he'll give me peace. He'll help me. He'll sustain me. He'll feed me. He'll give me just exactly what I need to ensure that I can go a little bit farther. Bless the Lord. Said, water. <laughs> water is the ultimate source of life for a tree 
So to be planted by water is to have regular supply of itself, of life itself. This means, this means that a tree planted by the water will grow strong and sturdy and have a good root system. Also, a tree which consistently, will consistently bear fruit, which is one of its primary purposes. Finally, the well-watered tree has the ability to provide shade and therefore rest to anyone who is in need. Hey, if that don't look like the picture of God to you, I don't know what it is. Hey, it's able. If I'll get in there, it's able to teach me. It's able to lead me. It's able to guide me just in every way that I need to go. Those battles that I may come, that may come my way, those battles that I may not look like that I have any hope to overcome. Hey, he told me there that he'll plant me and he'll take care of me. He'll sustain me. He'll get me through whatever I need to get through. Hey, and it may be hard. That storm, you know, we've seen trees oftentimes. These storms come by and you see them bending over. The wind just knocking them to and fro. Hey, and sometimes they break and sometimes they don't. But I want to think about the one that don't break. Hey, it goes over and it just waves back and forth. And it looks like it's about at any time just going to snap. But then before it'll snap, that storm just calms down and it's over. And that tree is in just as good a shape as it was before the storm even happened. Yeah. So those storms that are coming, because hey, they're going to come. Don't take, don't yeah. misunderstand me. They're going to come, church. Especially in the day and the time that we're living in right now, they are going to come. Probably harder and probably more abundant, more strong, stronger, stronger than we probably as a Christian have ever faced. They're coming. They're coming. I promise you, they're coming. But the only way that you can sustain, the only way that you can make sure that you've got peace in those things is to be planted by the tree. Planted as a tree that's by the river. Rooted real deep in the ground. Rooted real deep in Christ. Rooted real deep in His Word. Rooted real deep in your church. Rooted real deep in those things that God would have you to do. And whatever He's asking you to do, whether you're preaching the gospel, whether you're teaching the gospel, whether you're a song leader, whether you're a church lady, whether you whatever it may be, you do it with all your might. You do it with everything that you have. And you love God and you love your church. You love your pastor. You love this people. Hey, and God will take notice of those things. And so will the enemy. Yeah. Amen. But church, it's time that we come together. It's time that we stop making it one time a year. And I understand that we can't always come together, so don't misunderstand me here. But it's time that we stop waiting on the association meetings to back our brother. It's time that we stop waiting on this time, the second Saturday in October every year, to come and reach out to somebody and tell them we love them. It's time that we go and we do just exactly what we live, as Christ would have us to live the rest of 364 days of the year, and do just exactly how He'd have us to do, worship with them, pray with them, whatever they need, let's make sure that we have it. Yeah. Hey, because we're not in this alone, church. Hey, we're, we bind together. Hey, we preached Friday night up at Macedonia. Hey, those four that got their, their friend to Jesus, they were bound and determined that they were going to do everything that they could do to get Him there. They worked together to get Him there. Amen. Times got tough and they thought, well, there's no way we can get Him there. But then and, and the world looks at it and says, well, you might as well give up. You might as well turn around. You might as well not worry about it anymore. But they said, no, God. No, God, I ain't giving up. We know the one that can save Him. We know the one that can help him, and we're going to do everything that we can do to get him to you. Amen. Amen. You all got lost in your family? Yeah. Lost friends? Lost co-workers? Amen. Hey, are you doing everything you can do to get them to Christ? No. I'm not. No. Hey, I, I, I can't say nothing about you because I'm not. Right. I'm not doing everything that I can do and shame on me for that. Right. I need to get planted. I need to get rooted a little deeper so that I will be able when the time comes to tell them of those things. 
It says that we should also, uh, a tree should consistently bear fruit. Bear fruit. You know, you can read over in the Word of God and talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And that's love. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, temperance. All those things, that should be your fruit. That's what, I, that's what I took when I read. That should be what you're bearing. That should be the things that you're producing. The lost and dying world, they should see your love. They should see your joy. They should see your temperance, your long-suffering. They should see all those things about you. And they should know that there is something different there. Because you are a Christian and you are producing fruit. What the word of God tells us is that's what we. And again, I know that 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 I took that little clipping from the internet there and read it. But I'm telling you, if that don't show you the picture of God there, you need to figure out something there. Because God and His purpose is for you to be rooted and grounded and and love Him and love the church and love your brother, love your neighbor, and do everything that you can do to ensure them of eternal life. Now you can't save them, but you can get them to the one who can. Said and, and I go there in John 14, it, you know, we meet our four and 14. It said they met the woman there at the well. Right, amen. He said, But whoever so drink of the water that I shall give them shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well water springing up into everlasting life. That's the water that you need to be planted by. I'm not talking about a body of water right here. I'm not talking about, you know, you got here to the lake and you plant yourself out. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that living water. I'm talking about that one that has the words of eternal life. I'm talking about that one that told her, said, hey, if you'd have asked me of this water, you'd have never thirst again. That's who I'm talking about this one. That's where we need to be rooted. That's where we need to be planted. That's where we need to be growing at. It's just exactly where Christ is. And if we'll get planted and rooted there, oh man, the things that we can see happen. You know, I began thinking when I was when I was studying this message yesterday, and began thinking of some of the men of God, some of the women of God that was unmovable, that were ready to go, that were ready to do just what God had them to do. You know, and I, the first one that came to my mind was Abraham. God told me, He said, "Hey, He said, I need you to go." Pack up and go. And Abraham didn't stop and say, Hey, God, I've got all this established here. I've got this here. I've got that. I've got my family settled here. He said, God, I'll go for you. And he didn't question it. He did just exactly what God told him to do. He went. And we find that if you read on over the Lord, Father, God told him, He said, I'll make your seed as numerable as the sand. That's just paraphrasing there. Because he was willing right. to do just exactly what God said. Hey, he wasn't willing. He wasn't like me. He wasn't saying, God, God, I can't do that. God, I ain't got time in the day to do that. God, I'm too busy. I got too many things going on. My kids got this. My kids got that. God, I got to work. He said, Lord, I'll go. I'll go and I'll do for you, Lord, just exactly what you have me to do. And we think of Noah. No, God told Noah, he said, I need you to build an ark. There's a flood coming. Never rained on the earth before. And hey, look at yours. Look at myself. If I was me, if that was me, he'd say, I need you to build a boat. I said, God, what's rain? What is rain? Why do I need to build something that ain't ever, don't ever get off the ground? Why? Mm -hmm. He didn't say why. He didn't say why. He just did. He just did because he was a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. He was trying to walk with God. And when you walk with God, you're going to do what God tells you to do, whether you like it or not. You can go to Moses. Moses, and he did. Moses is kind of like, I'll compare myself to Moses, so don't misunderstand me there. But God told Moses, he said, I need you to go get my people out. What did Moses do? 
said, God, I can't. Lord, I can't. I'm not educated. I can't speak. I said, well, I'll give you somebody to go with you. I'll help you. I'll be sure that you've got the, the tools that you need for the journey that you're on. Hey, that's just exactly what He's equipped us with. That's just exactly what He's done for us. Hey, if you'd have told me two years ago that I was going to be pastoring a church, I'd have told you I was, you was crazy. I'd have told you that never was going to happen. And I'd have told God the same exact thing. God, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I'm not smart enough, God. I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not grounded. I'm not rooted enough. But then God equipped me with some tools. And my tools, I mean you people. By you people that's helped me. And that has rooted me. And that has grounded me. And that has went up and beyond to ensure me that I had just what I needed to be able to succeed. Hey, and I know that that's not you. I know that that's Christ in you. But you didn't set my way. You didn't hinder me. You encouraged me. You helped me. You lifted me up. And hey, that's just exactly what we need to do to our brothers. We need to do everything that they can do to pick them up and to lead them and guide them just the way that they need to go. Hey, no matter what the path may be, hey, we may come down paths sometimes right. that we didn't want to go down or we didn't have any any plans on going down. Yeah. But God knows. Yeah. God knows just exactly what we need, when we need it. And He ain't going to put us anywhere for us to fail. Yeah. Yeah. One more man I want to go over is, is Ananias over in the book of, of Acts. Uh, you know, Paul had just got, had just become blind, and, and God told him, "He said, go to Paul." He said, "Lord, is that not the man? Is that not the man that was killing us? Is that not the man that was persecuting us? Is that not the man that was doing everything he could do to kill what's going on right here?" And God said, "Yeah, but." I got a mission for him. He's going to be a mighty man of mine. So you know what Ananias did? He went just exactly where God went just exactly where God told him to go, and he did just exactly as he told him to do. And we read in the stories, and we read of all the things that happened with Paul, and how Paul became one of the greatest men in the Bible. Now, don't get me wrong. If Ananias hadn't went, somebody else would have. But he did just exactly what God bid him to do, and we've seen things happen to that. Yeah. Church, if we will do just exactly what God would have us to do, hey, and His will is not that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's not content with the, the 800 of us that are not here this morning. He's not content with them sitting at home. He would desire them to be in His house this morning. He would desire them to worship Him, to praise Him in whatever shape that they need to be in. That's what He would want for them. And I don't want to leave you women out because you are just as important in this as we are. Hey, you you have just as much say, just as much talk. You can talk to God just as I can, and God can use you just as much as I can. But there's a couple of women that I want to go over with you. The first one that the Lord let me come across was Hannah. She said, God, you know, she's married, and the other one was having all kinds of kids, didn't have them. She said, God, if you'll give me a son, I'll give him to you. I'll give him to you, or you can use him, whatever you want to do. And she walked after God, and you know, she prayed to God, and God delivered to her just exactly what she asked. But then after she, he delivered what she asked, she did just exactly what she told him. She was. Yeah, it took her a few years to let him get up in age, but she took him to Eli and gave him to him. Now, she come back and visit him, but you think of yourself as a parent, could you do that? Your child being born and you give him to somebody else to raise. Hey, but God said that he would make that man. And he would prosper that man, and he did. We can read of all the things that he did. 
We read of Esther and how she becomes queen and saves the Jewish people. And all because she walked with God and did just exactly what God would have her to do. You know, you read it, Ruth and Naomi, and you know that story, and you see those things happen there. Then there's one, one more I want to touch on. You think about Mary. Yeah. Think about Mary, the mom of Jesus. You think about her life, what she envisioned for her life. She probably thought, yeah, I'm going to marry Joseph. We're going to live a peaceable life. We're going, to have good, we're going to have a good family. We're going to go. We're going to do all these things together. We're going to be a close-knit family. And God said, Mary, you found favor with God. Amen. You're going to bear a son. And it flipped her whole world upside down. She wasn't a regular mom. She wasn't like you women sitting in here. She knew that, that God had sent her a son. She knew that God had a purpose for him. And I'm sure that she knew. I'm sure that she, he had told her the story that he was going to bleed, that he was going to die, that he was going to become sin for you and me. Imagine moms and dads carrying that weight day in and day out, every single day, knowing that your son is the only begotten son of God. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm sure she was proud and I'm sure she was tickled to death. But she had to be willing to be obedient to God. And she was. And we see what happened through all of that. So women, you are just as important as the men. You do your part. Hey, don't leave it up to your husband. Don't leave it up to the pastor. Don't leave it up. Hey, you do your part. You're just as important in this as they are. Amen. Said so God calls us to places we may not understand. We may not walk down roads that we never chose for ourselves because we have to prepare someone else for the role God has called them for. I got to reading that and I thought, boy, ain't there truth in that? We're walking down roads. Hey, and I, not even just this road that I'm on now. There's been roads in my life that I have had to walk down that has prepared the way for other people. There's been a road that I've had to walk down that one day will prepare a road for my children. But they may be able to walk down that road. Hey, and when they see me walk down that road, they need to see me standing. They need to see me rooted. They need to see me planted. They need to see me not wavering in the world. They need to see me standing strong for God. Amen. <laughs> Because let's be honest, they go to school, they don't see it. You go to work, they don't see it. Hey, you go to college, they don't see it. They're not seeing God, they're seeing the world. So mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, you need to be planted by the tree. You need to be planted by the water. Become a strong tree. Become strong with the Lord. That way, when your, when your child or your grandchild or whoever may see you, They'll know that there's something different right. there. Yeah. That they'll right. know that there's a God in heaven that you're serving right. and that you're ensuring that you're making the road for them to get on that they can one day be saved. Amen. The whole reason this message went completely... I started studying this out, it went completely different than I, had, than I had intended, that I had thought it was. But I got into reading yesterday and it just got bigger than what I can maintain. It got bigger than what I ever thought. And the Lord showed me just another thought with it. But the reason that I got started on this message, I listened to a message from a man named Cody Zorn. And he talked about a man ruling his house and being just exactly what God would have him to be. And he used Mary and Joseph, for example. He said, you know, you go back and you look at all the things that Joseph told Mary. He said, hey, we've got, we got to pack up and we've got to move. We've got to go. They're coming after Jesus. We've got to go. We've got to do those things. And Mary fell right in line because Joseph had proved God in his life. 
And every aspect and everything that he'd ever did, Mary didn't see him fall short. Mary didn't see him come up short and fall on God. Mary didn't see him running here and tucking his tail between his legs. When Joseph said, it's time to go, Mary said, all right, where are we going? And men, that's the way that we need to be. Our families and our wives, they need to know that when we're going, when we're walking, when we're talking, we're trying to follow right in behind God. And if God says to go, if God says to move, if God says to do this, they need to be willing to fall right in line. And they're not going to do that if we're walking in the council of the ungodly. You're going to mess up. You're going to fall short. And it ain't going to be very long. They're going to start saying, well, well, last time you said that we needed to do this, this happened. Well, this time this happened. Hey, when God says it and you do what God said, hey, there ain't going to be no mess up. There ain't going to be, hey, no, don't get me wrong here. We'll fail and we'll come short in whatever aspect it is. But God will make the way. God will provide. God will help in everything that we do. But we need to be willing to stand and need to be willing to be that light. Man, I'm talking to you right now. You need to, the Bible tells us that we are the head of the wife just as Christ is the head of the church. We, and again, I'm not trying to belittle anybody. Some women don't misunderstand me there. But the Bible says that the men is to lead the house. And men, you need to step up and start leading your house. Hey, all and I know that you're here. And I know that you're you're trying to worship God. And I'm not trying to make take light of that. So don't misunderstand me there. But it is time we stop letting things hinder us. It's time we stop letting the ball games. It's time we stop letting sports. It's time we start letting cons. Whatever it is that's hindering us, it's time we start planting ourselves by the water so that our family can see that there's a better way to go. That our family can see, hey, Dad's trying his dead level best. When God says to go, he's going. When God says to stand, he's standing. Hey, they need to see you men do that. No matter what it is, whether you need to raise your hand, whether you need to sing a song, whether you need to testify, whether you need to preach, whatever that God is asking you to do, do it with all your might. Amen. promise I'm trying to come to a close. In 1 Timothy 5, 8, it says, or 1 Timothy 5 and 8, it says, But if any man... But if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he denieth the faith, and he is worse than an infidel. Worse than an infidel. I looked at it, it's an unbeliever. Unbeliever. You're worse than an unbeliever if you ain't willing to stand up for your wife, if you ain't willing to stand up for your children, and make sure that the way that they are going is a godly way. And make sure that the way that you're living and the way that you're handling your life is a godly way for you to handle your life. Not this fly by the seat of your pants and do what I want to do on Sunday morning. we got something better to do on Sunday night. Hey, get yourself rooted. Get yourself grounded. And get in church and get just exactly where God would have you to to be planted at. Because you know what? There's going to come times in your life where you need to be planted, where you need to be rooted, and you need to be grounded in those things. Hey, we read it there a minute ago. There's going to be times in your life where you don't know what to do. Where you can't find rest. Where you can't find peace. Right, and you, you don't know what to do. And there's going to be times where you just got to sit up under that tree and you got to say, God, what am I going to do? God, lead me. God, help me. God, guide me. And you know where you can find that rest? And I, I was thinking of this as I was sitting there this morning. Sometimes you can't find the rest in the world. Sometimes you can't find the rest in your home place. But you can find rest in God's house sometimes. Sometimes all you got to do is just climb up under the tree and just sit there and say, God, I don't know yeah. what to do. Yeah. I don't know how to handle this situation, God. I don't know, God. I don't know what you want of me. I don't know how to overcome, God. But I'm sitting under the tree. I'm sitting under the one that knows every answer, that has every responsibility, that has every question that I need the answer to. Yeah. 
And I can, sometimes I can just sit there and I can take Him every burden, I can take Him every care, I can take Him every desire, and it gives me rest. Yeah. And He'll just let me lean back sometimes and He'll just let me get comfortable and He'll just let me know that He's there. Yeah. He'll just let me know that there ain't nothing that can pluck me out of His hand, yeah. that there ain't nothing that He didn't equip me for, yeah. that there ain't nothing that He can't take care of. And it's in those times, it's in those places where we draw our strength. It's in those times where we get under that tree and we say, God, I just need You. God, I need Your help. I need to know what to do. I need to know how to go about it, God. And we get under that tree and we feel that Spirit just fall down. And He just helps us and He encourages us and He strengthens us in all those things. Again, I know... I'm so thankful for the messages that's been preached here this this weekend already. And it may be selfish, but I thought, Lord, thank you, Lord, for Brother Jeff's message, Brother Roger's message, and Brother Bruce's message. I ain't the only one that's got some hard stuff we've got to swallow. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that God knows just what we need and when we need it and how we need it. So church, take that. Take what you heard. I'm sure that God's got a good word with Brother Thomas and with Brother Rodney tonight. But take what you've heard already. Eat on it. And if there's things that you need to get back, hey, it may be out of order, but the altar's open. If you need to hit the altar and get things right with God, hey, I don't care what we're in. I don't care what kind of meeting we're in. You can hit the altar and you can get things right with God. You can do just exactly what God would bid you to do this morning. I'm coming. I'm trying my best to come to a close. Justin, if you'll get a song. I want to give you an altar call this morning. Right. If you've got something in your life that you need to do better, that you know that God is working in your life, that you know that you ain't planted deep enough, that you know that God needs to move on your behalf, that you that God is telling you that you need to do something a little bit different, come to this altar. Help it. God can give you the help. He can give you the strength that you need this morning. Hey, again, it may be out of order, and that's just fine. Hey, we're here to worship God this evening. We're here to do what God has us to do. Not what man has set out, not what anybody else, but what God has told us to do this morning. If you've got a need, the altar is open. Bless you, Lord. We need you, God.